the history of the death of john Oculompadius, set forth by simon grineus this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org simon grineus wisheth long health to his friend wolfgangus faber capito i understand by your letters that many as well in france as in other places have written unto you the horrible brute flown in to foreign countries of the departure of our good friend john Oculompadius, a man of much innocency as though he had destroyed himself or his friends secretly made him away and that this rumour is authorised by certain books published so that many far distant hence persuade this to be no fable and thereupon you earnestly require me yea truly me that have here there is a lacuna in the text present in all these affairs observed the sequel thereof more circumspectly than other upsucked his last sights and closed my friend's eyes in consideration of our mutual acquaintance long time confirmed i would greatly the deceased with relation of the truth removing all suspicion from the virtuous and godly and confounding the sycophancy and slander of the perverse and malicious rabble in sort that the utility which the wise and learned have reaped of his monuments continually may increase in thee and his excellent works be purged of the sacrilegious accusations of the malignant albeit my dear friend capito thanks be given to god i never yet rested to defend truth with a singular zeal and to confute these monstrous lies which evermore trouble my mind yet for that and see ordinarily this evil accident to the godly that in their lifetime they be disdained of evil persons and after their decease here there is a lacuna in the text to the devils i thought it good to pass in silence the clamour of the adversaries fearing some would conceive this were done of bravery and vain ostentation rather than of any impelling need if we trusted ourselves so slenderly in the defence of the good renown of a man exquisite and absolute in many notable areas but all things deeply perpended i could never be induced to write anything of the life or death of him whom we know well to have lived and died most holily albeit certain urged me to this attempt the which in my judgment is notorious enough by his books unless the venomous tongues of current detractors in most detestable manner had compelled me to do the same and what shall i say my dear friend capito what this meaneth or how it happeneth that a thing deliberately and with leisure done in a famous and large city in the face and audience of a great number can breed any doubt much less be taken in contrary part by his adversaries so as he who finished his mortal life most blessedly and was lamented of all good persons should be defamed to have been murdered a horrible matter and that he which was all his lifetime of a meek and gentle nature should be reported here there is a lacuna in the text information of impudent asses here there is a lacuna in the text cruel and bloody hand to have pulled out the wretched and miserable ghost can there be any so senseless so infamous so malevolent to impair the good renown of an other or with violent interruption to invade a silly dead carcass but such is the order of destiny and course of human affairs certainly the clear sun of righteousness never riseth charged with dark clouds but a here there is a lacuna in the text tempest storm and hurl wind follow menacing the members of christ a thousand calamities and deaths furious wrath and cankered malice spread their force and impudent slanders reign in every place but as it is our part to endure and despise these evils with an invincible courage and heart prepared to the cross of christ and disposed to patience so it behoveth us not to dissimulate a lie against the honour of god nor quail to clear the truth 
we therefore that were present in these affairs answer compendiously and faithfully the truth touching the departure of this godly man as well to refute the detraction of the sycophants as to satisfy the desire of the honest and bear witness of his innocency as reason moveth us a year before his decease he was more afflicted with sickness than all his lifetime past and notwithstanding he was never impeached with weightier affairs than at that instant for the botch which a little before was stopped then began to break out and overrunning inwardly his whole body marvellously weakened his forces attenuated and exhausted with watching this while he was moved with an incredible solicitude not only to see the gospel which now began to flourish prosper under him but also in the broil of civil war then fiery hot and among sects budding and springing one from another laboriously to do his duty and serve his call wherefore having no respect of the troublous season he watched and travailed much more than he ever did going on foot through the whole circuit of his church exhorting his own flock as well as his enemies and oftentimes grievously and sharply rebuking them not without great peril of his life to reduce them to the right way briefly he employed himself in all things most faithfully diligently and with an ardent zeal furthermore among so many public and particular affairs among his ordinary sermons he began the bible which he was accustomed to read when his turn was with another professor of divinity and prosecuting daily the exposition of the same as a true and singular bishop of christ he made an excellent work bringing to light new and old matters faithfully and learnedly through his great knowledge of holy scriptures and the greek and hebrew tongues this man alone sustained many burdens one whole year together marvellously patiently with his tedious sickness when the same inwardly flowed in his members with no less pain than when it brake out besides this he enterprised the interpretation of two strange tongues i need not to write with what dexterity for diverse works of theophylact cyril and chrysostom in that behalf bear lucent testimony although it is apparent they were hastened too timely to the printer's press he added here unto the expositions of those places which are most difficult and removed from common sense in the sacred scripture as his large and learned commentaries upon isaiah jeremiah haggai zechariah malachi daniel job ezekiel the epistle to the romans and the hebrews the gospel of st john and his canonical epistles the which he achieved not only before evidently declare and this while he ceased not to preach i willingly pass over his particular affairs and an infinite number of answers he gave daily to the churches i have wondered at his intolerable travails and privily stealing on him i would gently rebuke him saying he could not live long and persuaded him to repose and spare himself till time of necessity but his fatal day at hand he hastened and perfected all as one that certainly knew his dying date was not far off even at this present switzerland broiled with civil and lamentable war Zwinglius, the valiant champion and deliverer of papistical thraldom among his and diligent reformer of the evangelical purity was cruelly slain in battle there was also a treaty of peace made to the great discomfort and heaviness of such as unfeignedly feared god these doleful and miserable mishaps abase the courages of all men when either through pestilent air wherewith the city and his house was infected or through the scab which corrupted and putrefied his inward parts there appeared a botch upon his hucklebone where all the bones assembled and immediately after inflamed his body with a most vehement heat no doubt it was a carbuncle his colour was pale and earthy and as hot as fire and notwithstanding all these common and private diseases he omitted not to preach write and read lectures but as a worthy soldier hardened and patient in his pains abandoned not his standing until the violence of his malady enforces him to keep home and rest on his bed setting all business aside we that were his friends reasoned and conferred with the physician 
then after with the chirurgian as well of the nature as regiment of his sickness and even then the physician gave us faint hope of his recovery partly considering the nature of his disease and partly the weakness of his body but when he had considered all things he wrought the best and readiest help for his redress a day or two after his heat began mainly to assuage by art and order of the physician and the botch being ripened ministered ease for the vehement heat to respire so that now we began to hope of his health and albeit he took in good part the travail and service of his friends yet he praised them not to take so great pains for that he was assured he should not escape this sickness and this while his friends of all estates and the godly and grave counsellors of the city visited him offering to gratify and declare their faithful and loving hearts towards him it was also by decree of the senate ordained that the physicians should employ their whole knowledge and endeavour to entreat him well you should have seen such confluence of brethren and devout persons to visit comfort and watch with him that where many before frequented his house now a whole world seemed to occupy the same his malady still continued at one stay the eight day past the physicians agreed not in their consultations although alike they did their duties as friends in all diligency and fidelity they essayed all remedies but this raging sickness overcame all their medicines notwithstanding that the chief ordinary physician of the city confessed that the sickness so long rooted and grounded in him overcame not so much as the weakness of his body which of long time had lost all strength for the botch ran not as it was wont but retired inward and yet his sickness decreased nothing albeit his heat was temperate but augmented in his bowels and with grievous pain of his head then the physician that had special charge of him resisted with all force and new medicines his sickness and concealed no part of his industry and cunning towards his patient forthwith his strength began to return and we almost persuaded of his recovery for it appeared visibly that nature warred stronger in him and suddenly besides all expectation the pain raged along his right side and apostumed with great quantity of flame gathered in his bowels and flowing in abundance but as it appeared since it was the last conflict nature had for by and by his heart began to tremble his eyes to settle in his head his members to fail by force and violence of his sickness then the physician began to doubt and we despair of his recovery but he the long past was prepared to this blanket and with deep sighs groaned for the same forced not for our consolations but with an invincible courage bade us be of good comfort then calling to him the ministers of the gospel his companions in profession with the principal of the church he made the this oration ye see brethren in what state mine affairs rest the lord approacheth to call me hence i am therefore desirous to confirm and establish my soul with the perfect joy of our lord and consolation of you my dear friends what shall we the servants of god say in this fatal farewell that jointly be coupled together in like love towards the lord like study like care and like doctrine salvation is procured for us the faithful hope of god's kingdom by christ is conquered for us his doctrine is true his light shineth even at our feet wherefore abandon all sorrow all dread of death all error and all doubt what resteth then but constantly and faithfully to follow jesus christ as we long since have begun first in purity of doctrine secondly in life conformable to the lively word of god christ pursuant enough will of his infinite mercy give order for the rest and preserve his church endeavour then with all alacrity of mind my dear brethren to make your light shine so as god the father may be glorified and the name of christ resplendish and have light by the brightness and integrity of your conversation love one another unfeignedly 
having God evermore before your eyes. Men preach the truth in vain and little prevail words, for if we will subdue Satan, if we determine to shape this world after Christ, this specially that now is, we had need of a clear and holy life, of a heavenly courage and mind. See ye not what clouds appear, what tempest begins to noise, what alienation of minds, what impiety reign, yet ye must be constant and courageous, assured the Lord will dispose all in just order. Oh, that I might be with you in your tribulations, and expose this my life for the truth! But it may be so, for as much as the love of godly men and the band in Christ is indissoluble, and have all things in common among them. Such discourse had Ucolampadius concerning religion, generally with his brethren, and then he began to touch himself. Where I am slandered, saith he, that perversely I have corrupted the truth, I forth not, for praised be God. I depart to appear before the throne of Christ in pure conscience, there shall I truly know if I have seduced the church. I leave you witnesses of this mine opinion and attestation, the which I maintain and confirm in these my last sighs. And when he had said this, the brethren gave him their hands and faithfully promised to take care for the church. The morrow after, which was the, here there is a lacuna in the text, day he had laid sick, he commanded his children to be brought before him, and first he took them by the hand, then he stroked them on the head, and notwithstanding their tender years could not conceive the father's mind, for the eldest was but three years old. Go to the faith, he, Eusebi, you, Irena, and you, Aletheia, my dear children. Here there is a lacuna in the text. Ye God your father. And when their mother had made a sign of grant, she would fulfil his commandment. He vended his eyes towards his wife, his mother-in-law, and other his. Here there is a lacuna in the text saying, I have with this my last restatement bound ye that ye end, here there is a lacuna in the text, my children be such, as I said even now, and as I have ever desired, that is, fearing God, peaceable, meek, and true, and after all those that were present, had given again consent and faithful promise to observe his request, he caused his children to be, here there is a lacuna in the text, from him. This was the last night, and all the brethren were with him, with whom it seemed, having here there is a lacuna in the text. Rest, he conferred very... Here there is a lacuna in the text. A certain friend of his came in again that went forth, whom he required to... Here there is a lacuna in the text. Some news. The other answered, He knew none, but I will tell thee news, saith Ucolampadius. Every man was silent to hear what this might be. I shall be shortly, saith he, with Christ my Lord. Anon after... One demanded him if the light hurted him not, and laying his hand on his stomach answered, Here is light enough. The dawning of day appeared, and the sun began, with his radiant beams, to clear the whole world, when his fatal hour approached. His last prayer, which we could understand, and which he pronounced with great pain, yet easy to be understanded, was the fifty-first psalm of David, which containeth David's penitent prayer for his sins, the which this godly man recited at large in the presence of us, with sighs drawn from his divine breast. This done, he paused a while, and as one suddenly awaked, said this prayer, Jesus Christ, save me. This was the last voice that issued out of that venerable mouth. We were ten brethren kneeling round about his bed, and lifting up our hands we made our prayer unto God. It was now clear and perfect day, and the sun ascended our horizon. When this holy man rendered his ghost to God his Creator so meekly, humbly, and with such affiance in Christ his Lord, that all good people were no less comforted with his godly end than they had been edified by his virtuous life. 
Thus Ocolamparius ended his days, whose life shied in integrity and innocency. The cause recited in the beginning moved me, yea, truly me, that have been a lucent witness with diverse credible persons of all these things written, not to swerve from testification of the truth, but faithfully to advertise the same. And now, my dear friend Capito, since you have exhorted me to set forth his fatal end, reduce you to memory the order of his life. For you know what pleasure the godly shall receive, and what provocation this shall be for them to imitate his godly steps. I do not in vain require you to attempt this, for no man can more lively describe the same than you, with whom all his lifetime he had a great familiarity and learned conference. Then saying this ample occasion is offered unto you to satisfy the thirsty expectation of the godly and gratify the greedy desires of all honest and virtuous people, I doubt not, and the rather at the contemplation of my request, you will publish to the whole world the great abundance of grace it pleased the Lord to pour in this man, who is worthy to be calendared in the catalogue of famous and godly pillars of the Christian Church. Farewell. End of The History of the Death of John Ocolampadios, set forth by Simon Grineus.